This show is designed to give general information related to investing in finance. Neither Aaron Katzman, his guests, nor the radio station are rendering legal, tax, or specific investment advice. If you need such advice, contact a licensed advisor. And welcome to the Aaron Katzman Show. I'm your host, Aaron Katzman. We're here to speak to you about your life, your money, and your investments. And we're broadcasting from the spiritual and soon-to-be financial capital of the world, Jerusalem, Israel. Yes, from the Holy Land, you get holy financial advice, spiritual financial advice coming to you straight from the Holy Land. As always, if you've got any questions or comments, feel free to email me at Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at Lighthouse with an L, lighthousecapital.co.il. That's Aaron at lighthousecapital.co.il. Or you can check me out on the web at www.aaronkatzman, and that's spelled A-A-R-O-N. K-A-T-S-M-A-N, AaronKatzman.com, www.AaronKatzman.com. So, you've received an inheritance. What do you do? Well, and it could be multiple inheritances, inheritance I. I don't know what the plural of inheritance is. I assume it's inheritances. Um, What do you do? How do you clean up the mess? Well, one of the things you can do, you probably should do, is use your financial advisor to help you clean up the mess. Over the last couple of weeks, I've had a whole bunch of meetings, unfortunately or fortunately, right, with people who have received an inheritance. Um, each one of these cases, the, 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 the couple, the person, the spouse, inherited numerous accounts that were spread out among many financial firms. They had bank accounts at various banks. You know, people in the old days used to um, open up bank accounts so they could get a free toaster. And, you know, one toaster wasn't enough. They wanted a toaster from here, from this bag. Maybe they gave an iron at the other bag. They were able to furnish their house by opening up bank accounts. Not exactly, but that's sort of what it is. So they had, you know, this person, the most recent person came in, had like four different bank accounts that they they inherited. They had um, retirement accounts that they inherited. They had other investment accounts they inherited. I'm not even talking about the real estate that they inherited. And, you know, it was overwhelming for them to try and gain control of the situation. I mean, if, you, if you're trying to figure out, you know, 10 different accounts, you know, this one's got $50,000, this one's got $400,000, and this one's got $1.20 in it. You know, how do you go about cleaning up the mess? How do you go about taking control of the situation? It's very difficult. You know, you're already in a, uh emotional state of mind that's not uh, fantastic, right? You just lost a loved one, right? It's hard enough after you lose a loved one to deal emotionally, but to try and clean up this financial mess with no knowledge of how to do it, and especially, right, I met with people living in Israel, so they're, they're living abroad. It's really, really difficult. I would say it's, it's, it's almost impossible for, for sort of the average person to try and clean this up. Um, and that's why I'm going to say that's why a financial advisor can really help, right? We employ teams that have vast experience in cleaning up these kinds of situations. In many cases, making order and explaining the paperwork is liberating for the client, understanding what questions they need to ask the firms, what questions not to ask the firms, right, in order to free up the money, coordinating with your accountant to get a better understanding of all the tax implications involved, can make this process seriously much easier. I'm telling you from experience. Right? I've been doing this for a long, I've been in this business for a long time and dealt with many, many, many people who've received an inheritance. And you know, using an advisor, using a, uh, an advisor's team 
in order to um, navigate this whole financial mess really, really makes things simpler. Keep in mind that many of those who are inheriting were born and raised in Israel, right? Let's say your your parents, your grandparents uh, immigrated, made Aliyah to Israel, and all of a sudden you inherited something, well, or your children will inherit you. You know, their English probably, the, the, the inheritors, their English probably isn't so great. And to try and take this, take care of this, you know, through U.S. financial firms, with broken English is extremely complicated. I know of cases where they didn't even you know the kids inherited, God forbid, right? Their parents died at a relatively young age and they inherited and their, their English was not up to par. Um, they didn't even know how to dial the United States. So how do you even, you know, where do they even start, right? You know, it's really, really complicated. You're listening to the Aaron Katzman Show on questions or comments. Feel free to email me at Aaron at lighthousecapital.co.il, or you can check me out on the web at www.aaronkatzman.com. We're speaking about in the segment what to do when you receive an inheritance, especially if you receive an inheritance living abroad, living in a country that is outside where the inheritance or where all of the, the uh, stock, the uh, brokerage, the bank accounts are domiciled. And how difficult that can be. And maybe it pays to use a financial advisor in order to help you clean up that mess. So, you know, the next question you want to ask is, or the first question you want to ask, who's in charge? You know, I came out of a meeting earlier where the couple that is inheriting already had their own brokerage account at another firm. And that account had been doing pretty well. To sell out of that account in order to move the money would, to me, right, would have meant a huge capital gain, capital gains tax hit, right? My philosophy always is that it's not my way or the highway. And in fact, if you go to an advisor and they say, no, you got to do my model or bust, and you'll say, yeah, but I, you know, I've owned Coca-Cola for 40 years and I've, you know, I've got five, $300,000 in capital gains. And they say, well, you should sell them because you need to buy my model. Well, I would stay clear of those kind of advisors, right? Taxes and capital gains taxes are critical in keeping your money, right? <laughs> Why send tens and tens of thousands of dollars to Uncle Sam if you don't have to? Just because some broker, some financial advisor says, well, you've got to. That doesn't make any sense. Always coordinate with an accountant. Make sure, right? If, it sound, if, it's, if you smell a rat, trust your instincts, so I actually recommended that they keep the money in that firm. I know that goes, financial advisors don't always have the best reputations, but I really try to do what's good for the clients. And I said to them, you know what? It's doing fine. Why bring it over and get charged extra money for me just holding something that you're not going to sell anyway when you've got good, you know quality investments? Keep them at the other firm. And they were also happy with another firm that was having some of their money that they were inheriting. But they really needed was after the cleanup job was completed and they were going to have some money with me and, two under fir- and a couple of other firms, they also also had some shekel investments. They needed somebody to coordinate, to sort of sit on top and make sure that each account was doing what it's supposed to do in order for them to achieve their financial goals, right? They were sending some money to me as part of the cleanup job, but you know what? That wasn't for them the most important thing. The most important thing was that they were happy with firm A and they were happy with firm B. And they had money in Israel. And they had money in the U.S., right? They didn't have the ability to make sure and to coordinate, to make sure to sort of to quarterback the situation, make sure everybody's doing what they were supposed to do. And that's another reason um, that I strongly urge you using a financial advisor. They can sort of coordinate all the different accounts and make sure 
that your goals and needs are being taken care of and that the money is being invested in a way that you can still set out you know, and, and, and achieve your, your goals and your aforementioned needs, even though the money isn't only in one place. It doesn't have, there's no law that says you've got to keep all your money in one firm. In fact, there was some research done after, two, after the stock market crashed in 2007, 2008, and to most people, I think, with a net worth over $2.5 million, split their money now amongst four different firms. It's fascinating. So, as a fact, I actually think it's not a terrible idea to have accounts with a few different firms. It's basically a different style of diversification. Instead of having one portfolio being diversified, you know, by stocks and bonds, here you're diversifying with various advisors and their own specific strategies. The problem is that when each manager is doing their own thing and no one ends up speaking to the client to see what the goals and needs of the client are, and they're going to be changing. Ultimately, the client ends up with a portfolio that may have been suitable for him or her 10 years ago, but has no real relevance to their current financial situation. That's the downside of having accounts at multiple firms. And that's why it pays to have one person in one of those firms sort of sit on top and be your financial coordinator. There's nothing wrong at all with having multiple firms. As I said, it's a different way to sort of diversify. Your device, you're you're going to be diversifying your, your money through different strategies, which is a good thing. I think it's a great thing. But you still need somebody who's going to sit on top and make sure that the accounts are doing what you should be doing. The most effective solution to this is to have one of the advisors be the financial coordinator. When a client has multiple accounts, the financial coordinator will have a broader view of the situation in general. He's not just going to focus on one account, but will assist everything and see how the entire financial situation fits the client's goals and needs and make sure that each manager is doing what they're supposed to do. Be prepared, right? Before meeting with your financial coordinator, it's imperative that you define your goals and your needs and make a full list of all of your assets, right? If you're going to want somebody to coordinate, they've got to know what it is that you have, right? Then your advisor can assess all your different investment accounts, your property, any other assets. You know, maybe you've got art, maybe you've got wine, I don't know, to see if you're investing in a way that... that, that is proper for you to accomplish what it is that you're trying to accomplish, right? He or she can also determine if you need to make changes to get your investments in line with your goals. It's really important. There's nothing wrong with using multiple managers. In fact, I think it's probably a good idea. I said because of diversification reasons. Just make sure that you've got one person who will call the financial coordinator that's going to oversee all of your investments and, hap- and help you become successful, right? Like I say, the money that you inherited, keep in mind, right? You inherited money, um, you know, you were on the list of people to inherit money because that person wanted you to benefit from the money. Keep that in mind, right? Oftentimes people inherit money have a huge emotional attachment to the money. In fact, they won't make any changes because they say, you know, this is the way I inherited and this is the way it must stay. That's also foolish, right? Because what was good for the goose ain't necessarily good for the gander, as they say, right? What was good for your parents or your grandparents isn't necessarily, has no rhyme or reason to, to fitting your current financial situation. So there's nothing wrong with making changes, right? You've got this money, do what you're supposed to do with the money. Nothing wrong with making changes, just do it efficiently. You're listening to the Aaron Katzman Show, Radio Aaron at lighthousecapital.co.al or aaronkatzman.com. We'll be right back. <laughs> 